Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. All right. Something happening this weekend is the Trans Plus Pride Parade in Cork on the Grand Parade. We covered this last year. Last year, I think, might have been the first one. Louise O'Donnell is the co-founder of Trans Plus Pride. And in this month of all things Pride, Louise, your 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 your, your parade takes a, a centre stage at the weekend. Good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, it's our second um, event, and you're right, you did give us good coverage last year. And this is the first year that we're actually going to march um, in a traditional kind of protest move. Um, so we're quite excited for the, the event itself. It's a good way to celebrate with the community, and it's a good way to kind of, um, I suppose, give us an opportunity to gather and to demonstrate resilience um, against some of the harms perpetrated towards the community this year. Down on the Grand Parade, uh, it's it's been a tough year for the trans community. There's a lot of transphobia and trans nastiness I would prefer rather than phobia because I think phobia I, I hate I don't know I don't know about you Louise I, I don't like the word phobia phobia implies fear there's no fear out there yeah. but there is a lot of nastiness there's a lot of anger there's a lot of misunderstanding and certainly what we've seen is you know we gathered earlier in the year for a vigil to celebrate the life of Brianna Jai who was a, a girl in the UK who was stabbed to death in a park um, and I suppose at that point, it was a kind of a watershed moment. It was the realisation that all of this violence, particularly online violence, can spill over into real life. And it is a fear that's very well founded. We know of at least three violent incidents in the city against trans folks this year. And really, it is as a result of hate and as a result of organising against people who themselves are quite vulnerable. Mm. So I suppose it's the worst type of punching down when you see uh, people hopping on the train and deciding that they want to um, discriminate against someone because of their identity. Um, but it is something that unfortunately is is getting a lot of platforming and uh, not to de- denigrate your own profession, PJ, but I suppose that the original trans pride came about last year in Cork because of our national broadcaster essentially facilitating days on end of so-called debate. And what we want to make clear is that people's identities are not up for debate. And um, people can be who they want to be and have the, the right to respect, the right to freedom from violence and the right to live their lives without um, getting hate from 
mm. other communities who don't understand them. I'm, I'm sure that you, um, people are asked a lot, Louise, well, I don't actually have any difficulty with how you identify or or how you live your life. It really makes no difference that it was to my life. But, but, but what is it? What, what, like, people ask, sometimes they ask a normal question, like, why do you feel the way you do or, or why do you live the way you do? When did you start? To th- Are they rational questions or should we just ask nothing at all? Yeah. No, I think um, just about any trans person that I know will tell you that they're happy to field questions and to answer questions about their identity oftentimes, as long as it's done in good faith and with respect and at an appropriate time, I guess. You're not going to be in a in, <laughs> in a situation where you're in a job interview and having to justify your gender or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't think people are closed off to discussion or to exploration and people are oftentimes happy to educate but I suppose what we should remember here is that the onus for pure respect should be on the person who's speaking with the um, a, a trans person or somebody who's gender non-conforming it is not the responsibility of somebody to educate you and you should really kind of have a basic understanding of people's identities um, so all people are looking for is a little bit of respect, a little bit of um, buy-in I suppose and a, and a little bit of a appreciation um, I don't think anyone's closed off in entirely to questions but what we often see is is people kind of dog whistling in in common places so they'll be in saying um i suppose we've seen it in the city library in recent months Mm. people being subject to a lot of hate for um giving books that are educational on the gender binary and people who don't conform to the gender binary and what you're seeing there is people acting and equating um, gender nonconformity with things like pedophilia and grooming and and that's really harmful to the community. It's something that we've seen play out with LGBT people in the past and it's where we really need to draw a line. So people's identities shouldn't be in question here. You might be able to ask a broad societal question about let's say gender and its traditional roles in society but let's not go around claiming that people who are trans should be associated in any way with those kind of harmful claims and I suppose what we've accidentally done is we've opened up a place for these opinions to be shared and and that really is where we kind of cross the line into hate speech and I suppose that's what we want to see we want to see the hate crime bill pass we want to not have people continually perpetrating harms against trans folk and we want to be able to be able to exist and live in society free mm-hmm. from persecution whether it be online or in person a lot of people, it might be fair to say, I don't know whether you think it is or not, are afraid of the implications of the hate speech legislation in that what some would say is, I don't hate anybody, but I want the freedom to ask questions or to say, I don't approve. Okay. Yeah, well, what I would say is that you have plenty of freedom to to. 
um, speak your mind and to share your opinion. Where hate speech crosses the line is when you're doing things like inciting people to violence. You know, you have people gathering on the streets of Cork City with signage that, like I say, equates uh, gender nonconformity with something like paedophilia. That is harmful language. It's going to lead to violence and it should be unacceptable in this day and age. You have the right to, to protest, but you don't have the freedom from the consequences of your actions. And if you're going to go around and all you do is put out misinformation, then there should be consequences for those actions. I understand that there is kind of valid debate in, let's say, not persecuting thoughts, but we're not talking about persecuting thought here. We're talking about per uh, persecuting people or prosecuting, I should say, people who cross the line and decide that they are going to personally avenge um, for crimes that are simply not being committed. And I do feel quite sorry for those who kind of get caught up into conspiratorial thinking, who genuinely believe that, you know, um, gender nonconformity is, is some sort of new creation in society who don't have a true understanding of the history of uh, transgender and gender nonconforming people. But it isn't good enough. It's not good enough in this day and age that you can go around and claim really harmful things about the community mm. and expect to be free from any consequences of that. Is it... I've often heard this question asked, oh, look, you have two, like, what is a woman? Um, mm -hmm. Is that an offensive question for people to be asking in a public space? So I suppose, again, it's, it's a question of what is the intent. A good faith question and exploration of gender is not necessarily a harmful thing. Anyone who knows me will know that I'm very vocal feminist and I'm absolutely in favour of women achieving equality in this society. Um, but oftentimes what people do is they'll do what's called biological reductionism. So they'll reduce it to um, a woman has... XY chromosomes and and etc. And essentially, what you're what you're doing is you're reducing gender or you're reducing sex to these very small characteristics. And actually, if you speak with any gender scientists, people who work in, let's say, biological fields, they'll tell you that there is a broad spectrum of gender identity, that it isn't exclusive to certain characteristics. And I suppose what is really harmful uh, for things like trans exclusionary radical feminism, um, what we would call TERFs for short, yes. is that they are excluding people on the basis of not meeting these characteristics, when in fact what they're doing is they're excluding an awful lot more people than they think. They think they're excluding trans women, but if you're going to reduce um, you know, womanhood to somebody who has a uterus, for example, there's plenty of women who don't. Or let's say somebody who has um, breasts, like there's plenty of people who don't for many uh, wide reasons. So let's not reduce it down to purely sex characteristics. If we want to have a discussion about what womanhood is, I welcome that and there's plenty of space for that. And believe me, they get plenty of space and time to, to make those discussions. Mm. But if what is at the core of your messaging is excluding people, then that is harmful ideology. 
psychology and you should be reflecting on what your behaviour and what it does uh, is have direct consequences and, and violence in the society. You are directly responsible for causing harm against a community that we know struggles with their mental health, that we know feel unsafe, that we know hear homophobic and transphobic remarks all the time. Statistics don't lie. 69% of students have heard homophobic remarks from other students. 76% of students feel unsafe in school and 90% of LGBTI youth struggle with their mental health. Mm. And that's the reality of what happens when we allow um, so-called debate about the existence and the validity of other people. How about the toilet or the changing room? discussions which we see so much of women's changing room yeah and it's an exhausting debate really isn't yeah. it it's it's this constant kind of um a stick used to 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 beat people with and the reality is and and i'm sure this won't come as a surprise to you unfortunately violence happen, happens against women all the time gender-based violence isn't exclusively in bathrooms and it's certainly not exclusive to a changing room um if uh, as people claim uh, that transgender people are just using this as an excuse to get in and assault people in other places that's not proven by fact first and foremost and also as we know people will perpetrate violence just about anywhere um so like really it is it's it's something that i suppose is uh reduced there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss the discussion to like a singular thought of course somebody's going to feel vulnerable in a bathroom of course you know we've been taught to have sex segregation in bathrooms from a very early age and we want to have feel safe and protected in a bathroom and so throwing in this idea of you know having somebody who has different sex characteristics it, it seems like a very straightforward debate but what it is really is it's lazy ideology mm. it's another way an excuse to kind of valid uh, um, validate their uh, hate, essentially. Right, right, like, Louise, you don't need me to tell you predators no. hide in plain sight. Exactly. And a predator yeah. and that's the point. can identify yeah, and as a woman and use a woman's toilet and you know, you know what I'm going to say, I'm not mm -hmm. going to finish the sentence. Yeah, that's n not only unfounded. There's people, trans people using the bathrooms um, across this country that go unnoticed because they pass very well and um, it's just not something that happens and you'll also know that predators don't need an excuse, they don't need to change their mm. um, outward appearing gender in order to assault people, that's something that happens across all facets of society in all places and really I suppose taking just tiny percentages of of stories and and blowing them up is is not helpful to this discussion mm. the reality is trans people use the bathroom 
that is matching their their gender they do so safely and they are far more at risk in let's say a bathroom than your average person is at risk of of violence we know that violence in against trans people is on the rise and they are more at risk in that bathroom than than you are at risk from being uh, the victim of of violence or crime from them you know so again it's it's a lot of lazy reductionism it's a lot of not really thinking things through um and it's really uh it's not good enough people need to be educating themselves I'm, i'm grateful to you for pursuing these lines of conversation it's an opportunity to raise some questions in in what i hope is a is a calm space for you. I'll, I'll yeah. finish with the one on sport uh, because that's very controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking in terms of Leah Thomas, for example, and other names that come to mind. And observers who yep. say it's not fair that Leah Thomas, when Leah Thomas identified as male, was a mediocre swimmer and identifies as woman and is a champion. That's not yeah. fair. And, and people look at it and they say, that cannot be fair. Yeah, and again, it's it's kind of blowing off these very small stories that make up a very small percentage. So first of all, again, that belong to survey that I quoted earlier talked about the fact that most um, LGBT people feel unsafe in places like changing rooms. And the reality is, is that trans people rarely have the opportunity to excel and to exceed expectations within a particular sport. There's a very, very like infinitesimal um, percentage of people who manage to become elite athletes. Even fewer of those become, let's say, <coughs> Um, at the top of their sport or, or achieve like extraordinary achievements. And so I suppose what we want to be talking about really is that most of the people who are trans who are coming up through sports today will have gone through transition earlier in their lives and therefore won't have those same kind of um, sex-based advantages that let's say somebody like Leah Thomas who might transition later in life will have. It's not really a particularly valid thing to say that somebody who for example went on blockers and has been taking hormone replacement therapy as a as a teenager they will not have any of those same advantages that people claim you know the the strength or the ability to build muscle we also know of very real people who are elite athletes who have biological advantages and if you're talking about swimming let's talk about michael phelps and we know that he has a particular (laughs) exactly he's well (laughs) he has a particular um uh, disorder that makes it so that his joints he he's able to build up strength in swimming a little bit easier and he's able to stretch out so like we don't go like this person shouldn't be able to participate in their sport we say wow he got um, amazing advantages and look at what he's done with it. That's very, and that's really what we need to be talking good about. Point. I have two last ones for you, uh, Louise. One mm-hmm. is to the details of your event on Saturday, which I'll ask you to finish with. But mm-hmm. And you've acknowledged it yourself. The trans community is, is a tiny section of society. And yeah. yet issues surrounding trans have become, have occupied an enormous space in public debate of late. A kind of a double-barrel question. Do you think that's a good thing? And first of all, why do you think it's happened? 
Yeah. So I suppose I, I think the reason that it's happened is that it's a, an easy thing for, for people to use and to to turn hate towards. I mean, I know I'm, I'm relatively young, but I'm sure, PJ, you recall the days of debating around homosexuality decriminalisation that happened in the same year. Th- 30 years ago this year. Exactly, yeah. So the same year that I was born, we did criminalise homosexuality. And I'm sure you'll recall some of the debate around that was of a similar nature, comparing homosexuality to to perversity. Oh, I I remember being told they'll be jumping out from behind trees. I do, I do. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? It it, it hasn't come to pass. And so we do, we pick up cultural things that become kind of battering rams in society because we're afraid of change and we're afraid of being uncertain um, I think what's advanta- advantageous is is that the debate gives us an opportunity to learn and I think that's important to know what trans people face in their lives to understand the issues of let's say lengthy waiting lists and, and some of the problems that people will encounter so I do think it's important that we keep this kind of discussion ongoing but certainly it's taken place it's become kind of a, a cultural issue that really it shouldn't be. And I and I think that there is outsized debate. There is people who uh, are trans and, and continue to live their lives and experience none, none of the harms that I'm talking about. But a very real percentage face a lot of harm in society. And I do think that the media has a lot to answer for by framing this as some sort of a debate. Mm. It's never going to be a debate whether somebody exists or lives in society. Somebody who wants to express themselves as they wish to express themselves, that really has nothing got to do with wider society. So what we need to stop doing is like you know what how many genders are there what gender expression is we need to stop having that conversation and what we need to talk about is how can we create a safer society so that young people who don't conform to the gender assigned at birth feel safe and happy and healthy in society and and, and is it a thing that when someone says louise when someone says i don't understand the Mm -hmm. answer is well that's okay i'm not asking you to i'm just asking you to accept me is that what it is? Yeah, basic. I mean, basic respect is all All most people will seek out. You don't necessarily, I mean, most of us will not have the understanding of what it's like to feel uh, like they're living in a, in a body that doesn't match their gender. That's a very unique thing and it's very hard to kind of get your head around. So I suppose uh, empathy, it doesn't mean you have to have lived an experience in its entirety. All of us know what it feels like to be a little bit on the outside or be a little bit different. What we're asking people to kind of is to tap into that a little bit, to understand that it must be a tough place to be in society right now, particularly as debate is ongoing. And so what you need to do is have baseline compassion. You need to treat trans people with the same level of respect that you would offer other people and that you would hope other people offer you. Um, You don't need to delve completely into the debate. You don't need to have a master's in sociology or a PhD in gender studies to understand these things. You just need to know this is who this person is. This is how they want to be identified. And, you know, let's afford them the same level of respect that I would afford to everybody else. It really isn't uh, that hurt. Well, Louise, I've enjoyed our conversation. I hope it's been uh, comfortable for you. And I have one last question for you. And it's this. Tell me the Mm -hmm. details of the event. 
Yeah, so like I said, we're gathering on the Grand Parade at 2pm on, on Saturday. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a protest in a similar style as um, kind of Pride's uh, history. And what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate and, and kind of be resilient as a, a community. We'll gather together. We'll march down Patrick Street and up Padre Plunkett Street. We'll play some music. We'll have some speakers. We'll read some poetry and, and we'll have an opportunity for, for celebration. Now we have been made aware, I suppose, of of the the plans to counter protests. Yeah, um, and it is a, it is a. Would a, you be fearful that might get nasty? I mean, I've been on these streets in the past few months, and I've witnessed um, protests. I, I use protests really uh, with inverted commas because I don't really think that they are proper protests. But I've seen some of the, the hate that is on our streets in recent months and it is a cause for concern really. I suppose, unfortunately, like I said, people who are um, vulnerable get picked up by these communities and they'll start kind of uh, believing that that the only answer to this is to, to in some way fight. So it's always going to be a cause for concern. But what I also know is that there is a huge community that welcomes trans folk in this city and we've been on to many different groups uh, talking about the importance of attending and and what I'd ask is you know if you are an ally of the trans community regardless of where you fit in if you are an LGBT person please do come along offer your support be on those uh, front lines with that counter protest if you can because what we want to do is we want to create a space in which particularly trans young people can be safe and feel comfortable and um, so i think we have uh, organized a, a nice event event that demonstrates resilience an event that's going to be a protest in all the traditional forms that it is but i do think it's important that people show up and offer their support because that's really what this community needs now more than ever okay louise a pleasure speaking with you saturday afternoon trans plus pride on the grand parade thank you louise o'donnell one of the founders of trans plus pride i hope that that conversation went on longer than we had scheduled it for because it became a very engaging one and I hope that it has enlightened some people in in the last 15-20 minutes or so. Thank you Louise. Corks 96 FM